The Chicago White Sox had an off day on Thursday, so I opened up the mailbag and answered some listener questions, as well as chop up the replies from a Twitter question I asked recently. Even with two months of baseball still to go, uh, there are no shortage of articles about what the White Sox might do at the trade deadline. If the Sox do indeed sell, what players are untouchable, and do you trust the people making the decisions? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Socks. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong, diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Detroit Tigers on Friday on the South Side. Uh, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of the Sox. Uh, they are 23 and 35, uh, heading in a direction uh, that no one, I guess most people didn't anticipate uh, here after two full months of baseball. Uh, we are in June. Uh, White Sox had an off day on Thursday. They start a three-game series uh, right back in the AL Central uh, against the Detroit Tigers on Friday. So, had an opportunity uh, to get to some listener comments and questions and all good stuff. Uh, Really appreciate the feedback, the response, you know, the YouTube comments that come in, uh, the stuff on social media, and of course, uh, questions and comments at LockedOnSocks at Gmail. Uh, dot com. So I had a, a question and a comment from Michael. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, revolving around player development or lack thereof. And I think we've all been uh, just scratching our head, asking each other over the last couple of years and definitely last year and now this year again, what's going on with these core players? What's going on with these guys that, you know, we were promised so much uh, from these guys, uh, you speak, speaking of Yoan Mankata, uh, Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, uh, you know, and now Andrew Vaughn, even though I, I've, I've been impressed with what Andrew Vaughn has done. I know uh, all the numbers and the stats, they're, they're not really uh, favorable towards Andrew Vaughn, but I feel like he's coming around. Uh, again, that's just the eye test. It's not a deep dive on all the, the, the metrics that are out there. I know some of the numbers uh, are, are not favorable for Andrew Vaughn, but I personally just have liked what I've seen from him, and I think there's more big things to come. But Mancada, Robert, you know, Jimenez, uh, you know, you can even, again, T.A. has got a nice resume, but uh, lately, uh, you know, 
I just haven't been impressed. I really haven't been impressed. Uh, you know, and Michael made, made a comment. Look, uh, Mankata, Robert, Jimenez, all were top 25 prospects. Uh, top five for Mankata, Robert, and Jimenez. Uh, they were promoted uh, to the big leagues, you know, when, when they had that distinction on them. And, and again, you talk to any national pundit, you read the articles on these guys, and, and we were just looking our chops. We couldn't wait for these guys to get on this ball club uh, you know, get consistent playing time, go through some growing pains, of, of course, but, you know, really lead this uh, White Sox team. They're, they're the core there. Uh, take this team to multiple division titles, get deep into the playoffs, make some serious noise, uh, not only in the AL, but uh, in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, Michael went on to say, I refuse to believe all these players are this bad at baseball. Suddenly, uh, it has to be player development. Uh, which is the scariest part of all, because even if we trade for young guys to retool this squad, uh, they'll probably end up uh, just as ineffective as the current squad. So that's a really uh, good point there. Uh, and we're going to get to it later on in this episode uh, when we start thinking about trade deadline and, and what seriously can come back our way. Uh, and, and the biggest question, and, and of course, that kind of supersedes everything is, do you trust the people in charge? You know, so. Of course, I feel like a lot of this has to do with player development um, from what's been going on in our system with our front office and the farm system and everybody else, uh, you know, that has had eyes and has been able to make an impact on some of these players uh, once they get into our system. There, there's something is going on. Something is absolutely off. And, you know, I, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but it just, you know, there's that's why when we talk about when you want to see real change, you want to see absolute internal change. Everything just blown up, obviously, not just uh, players, but new owner, new front office, everything, the way they do it all, it needs to change because something has been going on. Uh, it just it smells, you know, it does not smell, does not pass the smell test. Uh, I think scouting as well, uh, you know, whoever's got eyes on these players. Uh, but, you know, again, that's very difficult. You know, I, scouting has got to be so challenging. Drafting is, is sometimes hit or miss. Uh, but maybe the believing in the hype, you know, made by the national pundits. Um, you know, there were so many people, and, and maybe we we as fans, I put myself in this, absolutely, I bought into it, uh, of what other people were saying. And then I got to say, well, not that they can't all be wrong. You know, not all of these pundits, you know, they're not all going to be wrong. Something, something is bizarre here. You know, we just haven't got guys to stay healthy enough to see what their uh, potential, what their, what their levels can be. Forget a return to a custom levels. I don't even know what those levels are yet uh, with some of these players. So it really goes back to the previous episode when I was talking about, you know, maybe these guys just, Maybe they're just not as good as we thought, you know, and those labels that were put on them in terms of, you know, what number prospect you are and all this arbitrary stuff. Well, you know, maybe the folks putting those numbers on them weren't doing a very good job. You know, maybe some of these guys on this White Sox team uh, should not have been paid a ridiculous amount of money before uh, really playing very many games at all. Is there a lack of motivation? Look, I made the most money I, I absolutely need. And that's what I came to do, came to play baseball, make money. I got paid quickly. 
you know, big contracts for Robert Jimenez, Moncada, even Tim Anderson before he had many big league games under his belt. I, I hate to call out a player on motivation, but sometimes it feels like it, you know, with, with the results that we're seeing. So thank you so much, uh, Michael, for for listening and for jumping in with uh, a mailbag question. Uh, this is from Anthony uh, talking about future catcher position or just the future of the catcher position for the White Sox. Uh, uh, do you think the Sox should deal uh, Yasmani Grandel at the deadline? What is Yaz worth for the remainder of his contract? Uh, should Sebi receive more playing time, even though Grandel's contract is hefty? Um, look, I think Sebi Zavala is just going to receive more playing time because Grandel's legs might dictate that. Uh, I've just, you just get a feeling, you know, there's a lot of miles on those legs, a lot of operations and procedures on those legs like what Yaz has been doing with the bat opposed to last year but the bar was set really low uh, after last year uh, I don't think Yasmani Grandal would command very much at the deadline I just don't know what a team would be looking like you know maybe a DH I don't know if they're looking for him to be a catcher I feel like by the, at the deadline you kind of already got your catcher figured out you're looking for more arms and, and maybe a bat Maybe someone's looking for Grandel, uh, you know, as a bat, but I, I don't think we're going to get much in return. Uh, I, I think Sebi is the guy the, the Sox stick with beyond this year, uh, if they can. You know, you, you hear about guys like Hackenberg in the system, Perez. Uh, I'm going to talk with Jeff Cohen next week here uh, on this podcast, who is very familiar with the AAA situation, what's going on in Charlotte. Uh, what's in the system for the White Sox. So that's definitely a question that uh, I will bring up with him. I mean, if the White Sox are dealing at the deadline, you got to prioritize a catching prospect. You know, the LA Dodgers have a good one. They're a top three farm system. Not sure if they're going to be willing to part with him, uh, but catching the catching situation has been a problem for a long time for the Sox. Uh, I think they thought they, they might have figured that out with Zach Collins. Uh, although, man, that went sideways quickly. Uh, it just never panned out. Uh, and then you got look, look at I, I tried to figure out like, well, when was the last time there was a homegrown uh, catcher? And I might have missed some folks that had an impact. Uh, and I landed on on Ron Kark advice, Officer Carco, drafted 14th overall by the White Sox in 1982, went on to play 10 years uh, for the Sox. So. You look at, obviously, Grandal, you know, we, we signed him. A.J. Brzezinski was a signing. Uh, other guys that, you know, I believe we traded for. Uh, I'm trying some – some of the names slipped me. And some, some guys, we had some young talent, and we let them go for other players. Uh, so, look, this is a big issue, a big issue. But, you know, I, Yaz, I think, has said things in the offseason. Oh, I'd love to be in a Sox uniform beyond uh, 2023. That's not going to happen in my mind. Absolutely not. Um, I think he he knows that his days are limited probably behind the plate. He might find some time as a first baseman or a DH, um, you know. But, look, he seems to be – he seems like he's got a little bit of pop in his bat this year. Uh, but Sebi, I think, is the guy that they're going to be going with beyond this year unless something big uh, happens so a lot of questions and comments related uh, to the trade deadline and what direction the sacks will go and i'm going to save that for the next segment um, are these really the last few months of lucas giolito in a white sacks uniform would the sacks really trade dylan cease uh, and what players are untouchable 
Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Uh, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Uh, download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off uh, your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. A download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price uh, guaranteed. The White Sox face off against the Tigers on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, so there was some good news uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, there was an article on MLB.com. MLB bold predictions for June The White Sox will get back into the AL Central race uh, from Anthony uh, Castrovince. This is what he had to say. The Southsiders desperately need a strong June to stave off talk of becoming trade deadline sellers. Uh, The good news, of course, is that the Central is eminently winnable, even for a team that has struggled as much as the Sox. Liam Hendricks' return is not just good for the soul, but good for the saves. And Dylan Cease is still capable of getting on a roll to lead the rotation. The Sox had a winning record in May, and with improved health, luck, etc., they're going to have an even better June. Not if you look at the schedule. Not if you look to see who the Sox are playing against. And you, you just factor, if you've been watching this team, okay, and as a national writer, I could see where uh, he's coming from, of course. It's like, well, they're getting healthy. Liam Hendricks is back. You know, Dylan Cease has got to turn the corner and be the Dylan Cease from last year. You know, some things start going their way. They could compete in the AL Central. But when you watch this team on a regular basis, day in, day out, inning after inning, at bat after at bat, uh, you know, starting the outing after outing, and you just kind of have to say they are who they are at this point. They're 23 and 35, maybe. And it's only because the AL Central. Okay, but June, it's a tough schedule. Went through it yesterday, and July is just as tough. So, uh, hey, we'll see what happens uh, this weekend uh, with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Here's the reality. Uh, Ken Rosenthal had this in The Athletic. Uh, MLB starting pitcher trade market is short on supply, high on demand. The White Sox, seven games out in the AL Central, still look like a likely seller, but Uh, One hot streak in a mediocre division could thrust them into contention. As it stands, their starters are not all that attractive. Lance Lynn has been awful. Lucas Giolito is barely above average, and Dylan Cease, with two additional years of club control, probably will be unavailable. So that really led me uh, to ask this question. Uh, Really the hypothetical, who stays, who goes, predicting a possible sell-off. So this is what I asked on Twitter. 
looking ahead here and, you know, after reading and hearing from all the national pundits, uh, I wanted to know what, you know, other White Sox fans thought. If the Sox truly sell, uh, what players are untouchable uh, and are individuals that the Sox should build around? And yes, okay, in an ideal world, there is a new owner and Kenny uh, and Rick Hahn do not get to make any trade deadline decisions that impact the future of the ball club. Uh, but sadly, that will not be the case come August 1st. Jerry will still be in charge as the owner. Uh, Kenny and Rick uh, will still be around making the decisions. Okay, that's what we have to deal with. And if the Sox, uh, you know, have a, have a clunker, you know, an 8-21, and 21, something similar to April out of June and and they're like that way into the all-star break. You know there's going to be conversations uh, during some time off in mid-July. Uh, so, you know, and they're, and they're the guys that are going to be making those decisions. It's simple as that. What direction is are the sacks going to go? And that's what's scary. It really is scary that these same individuals are going to be in charge and hold the future of the White Sox organization and, and, and what happens for years down the road, uh, you know, in their hands. So, I asked that question. I had so many great replies. No wrong answers here. I just love hearing what other White Sox fans have to say. These are the times that I wish that this was an in-person uh, live podcast, you know, and I could I could take call-ins and all that stuff. I'd like to try to get into just doing live lockdown episodes. Uh, you can get into the comments section and and, uh, and kind of interact with me. It's something I'd like to do. Uh, as the season goes along. But again, lots of great feedback. Uh, you know, no one is untouchable was a very popular answer. And I get that. I think there's a lot of folks at this point that are saying, hey, look, just blow this whole thing up. I know that the people we don't want making the decisions are going to be making the decisions, but just, you know, no one is untouchable. See if you can rebuild the farm system. You know, maybe Robert Jr. Uh, alone can help rebuild the farm sister. Maybe Junior, Robert Jr. and Cease. Okay, no one is untouchable. I had a lot of people say, look, you, you hold on to Robert, Cease, and Vaughn. Everybody else is fair game. See what you can get. Build around uh, build around those. You got a guy that you know, can do everything in Robert. You got obviously you know, an ace, I think, in Dylan Cease and, and Vaughn that you know, can give you that bat and uh, he's playing better first base. But, uh, you know, so those, those were popular answers. Uh, Kopech, Colas, and Aloy were also popular too. Uh, Crochet, a lot of fans wanting to hold on to Crochet, uh, keep him in the fold uh, for years to come. Uh, Kopech, I can get that. Uh, Colas and Aloy, I, I can be done with. Uh, Kopech, though, after what I've seen, I, I think I think he can be the real deal. You know, it's just trying to figure out that control, getting that consistent. Uh, you know, others ask, look, what's the max return? You know, how can you make a big score uh, and use players as trade bait? Essentially, the whole no one is untouchable. You know, talking to a poten uh, some contenders at the trade deadline and how bad do you want to win? And, and they also have to have the farm system uh, to play ball, you know, so uh, those that mentioned one name, they just gave me one name. This is the person that's untouchable. I heard a lot of Robert Jr. I mean, he he was uh, the lion's share of names, uh, Robert Jr. Also, the name that people said, look, this is the guy that I think can rebuild our farm system. Go go ahead. No one's untouchable. Uh, in terms of actively shopping players, uh, you know, a lot of TA, let just 
pass him off, see what you can get for T.A., Mancata, Giolito. I think of those three, definitely Giolito, because I just don't think he's coming back in a White Sox uniform after this year. So try to get something for him. But who's giving you what for Giolito at this point, the way he's been pitching? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Again, what do contending teams need? Uh, What teams have the best farm systems? You know, it takes two to tango. That's always the difficult thing here. You know, we might have a product, but uh, we just can't pass it off anybody because they don't have anything in return. The ones that are in contention that want to make the deal with us. And again, I don't trust Rick Hahn. Uh, so it's a whole it's a whole mess. But I asked the question anyway. Uh, Santos and Middleton uh, could bring back uh, some prospects. You know, everybody's looking for some relievers uh, after the you know down the stretch here, and those guys. Uh, they, they've got some powerful arms. I've liked what I've seen out of them. Uh, Robert Berger and prospects. Uh, hold on to that. Uh, and then Cease and Giolito might bring in the most uh, at the end of the day. And again, I think Cease would. Absolutely. And you'd have to get a huge haul uh, for Dylan Cease. A huge haul uh, because of how much control he has. Giolito, I think he might be coveted. He really might as, as a team that is just looking for an extra arm. But when it comes playoff time, does he slip into a team's top three? I, you know, I don't know. A team that's that strong and contention, or maybe it's just a team that's like, hey, we're going to try to make a run. It's a rental. We're going to rent Giolito, and we're just trying. We're, could he be traded within the AL Central? I don't know. Does Detroit look at Giolito and say, we're close. We're nipping on the heels here of maybe it's Minnesota that's in the lead. Maybe Minnesota would gobble up Giolito. I, I, I don't know. That, that's a, He seems to be one of the more popular names uh, when it comes to starting arms that, uh, that might leave. I don't know who wants Lance Lynn. And if you DFA Lance Lynn, who do you have pitching every fifth day? Schultons? Uh, I, I don't know. You might as well uh, let Lynn eat the innings. Uh, I'm not happy about it, uh, but th- I think that's the reality. So, you know, again, at the end of the day, a very popular opinion is simply – You know, Rick should have nothing to do with another rebuild and Jerry needs to be gone. I mean, that that's the sentiment. So after all of that, you know, it's kind of like, well, the fact that those people are still going to be making the decisions, it's just a lose lose. It's a, the socks are in just a tough spot. Now, going back to something that Rosenthal said, and that a lot of people have echoed and Castrovince, they're in the AL central, you know, who knows? They might surprise themselves. They might surprise a lot of people uh, in June and July, but there aren't a lot of games against the AL Central, uh, you know, heading forward now uh, in June and July. Definitely not in June. You play Detroit here in three, and that's just about it. So, uh, again, it, it's a, there's no right answer to that question, but I just I get it. My gut feeling is that the Sox are going to be sellers by the deadline. Okay, not something I absolutely want, uh, but if you're not going to make a, some serious noise in the postseason and you're not a real serious World Series contender uh, and you're, you're just kind of playing for the AL Central in 2023, I think you've got to sell off uh, and really take care of the future in the next few years and definitely help out the farm system. The White Sox are battling in the AL Central once again. Sox host the Tigers for three with hopefully a redemption on their minds. More on that in a moment. Uh, Friday and the weekend, Sox versus the Tigers. Uh, 
as of this recording, uh, there's a question mark for who is going to be starting uh, at 35th and Shields for the White Sox on Friday. We saw Schulten's log a lot of innings the other day. So is it going to be someone like Lambert? Uh, how are they going to run that? Uh, there is an off day, I believe, on Monday. Uh, so, you know, I, I, again, they, they might have some flexibility with bullpen arms. Saturday is Dylan Cease. Uh, that's also that bucket hat giveaway. Uh, should be a nice weekend. Uh, that, that's a pretty nice giveaway right there. Uh, and then Sunday, you've got Michael Kopech. I, I'm really curious to see what Cease brings, and I'm very interested uh, in what Michael Michael Kopech does on Sunday. Uh, I Again, this could be, quote-unquote, the easiest part of the June schedule, but Detroit is a team that beat the Sox three uh, out of four last weekend. So I get that easy stuff. That That is garbage talk uh, in my mind. Like, anybody can beat anybody. And, you know, we were 15 and 14 in May when it was supposed to be, we had like, you know, the easiest schedule in all of Major League Baseball. And we went 15 and 14. So uh, when someone says, oh, this should be a cakewalk or this shouldn't be too bad, the Sox are going to prove you otherwise right now from, from what we're seeing. Uh, I'm just looking for better baseball at this point. You know, I, I, th those those terms and quotes and, and sayings from Pedro Grifol recently have really been rattling around my brain where he's scratching his head just like, I don't know why we're not clicking. Almost, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know. All the usual stuff, you know, is, is not working. It reminds me of that, uh, one of the early scenes in the original Ghostbusters, uh, 1984, uh, well, where Bill Murray is trying to talk to that to the to that ghost in the library. It's very early in the movie. Then he's like, "Where are you from? You you come around here often?" And he goes back to Dan Aykroyd, and he's like, "The usual stuff isn't working. I I don't know what to do here." And and maybe that's Grafol. It's just I've tried what I thought was going to work, and that isn't working. So I'm out of ideas right now. My coaching staff is out of ideas. I don't know. Uh, how to get these guys to click. But I'll be looking at the starting pitching for sure. That needs to be better. It's going to go by way of starting pitching and bullpen for sure. And the offense just has to be consistent. Folks, thank you so very much for getting your questions and comments in for uh, playing along on social media. Appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Locked on Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Uh, the White Sox take on the Tigers on Friday on the South Side. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Locked on White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was for our Chicago White Sox against the Tigers. Appreciate you making time for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.